Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, and welcome to this week's Amazing If podcast. We're Sarah and Helen, the founders of Amazing If, a business that's all about helping people have happy careers. And this week, we're going to be continuing our series all about confidence gremlins, where we're talking about the top 10 confidence gremlins that get in our way at work. This week, we're going to be focusing on a really common confidence gremlin, which is that a fear of being too young at work. Before we go into that, and Sarah and I are going to kind of share some of our experiences of this confidence gremlin with you, just want to do a bit of a recap on what confidence gremlins are and why they matter in terms of your happy career. So confidence gremlins are the things that hold us back. They get in our way because they stop us from putting ourselves in situations where we think we might fail or people might think a certain thing about us. Really, a lot of confidence gremlins are based on assumptions. They're rarely ever true, but we have this thought in our mind that we just carry with us and then basically gets in our way of our happy career. And everybody has confidence gremlins, so this isn't just something that if you're new in your career, you might think, oh, I'm too young, just affects me because I'm just starting out. This actually can affect you all the way through your career when you're going into new roles, wherever you are. Everyone has confidence gremlins. Some people have multiple confidence gremlins. Confidence gremlins can show up at different points and different things are triggered. What's really important is to have an awareness of those confidence gremlins, and that's what this series is all about, uh, helping you to know what yours are and to give you some of those ideas to help you to overcome them. So let's get on to this week's topic of being too young. Sarah, what do you think this one's all about and how do you think it gets in people's way in terms of their happy careers? So I think this is really common, I guess, especially when you are in the first five, ten years of your career where, you know, you're ambitious, you want to progress. There are lots of things you want to do, but you're very mindful of you're often working with people who've got 10, 20, 30 years more experience than you. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out what does that mean? Does that mean I can't apply for this promotion? Does that mean my opinion is less valid? And I think personally for me, certainly during the first part of my career, the thing that it impacted on me most regularly was actually almost not giving my opinion. So I would almost defer to more senior people as, uh, as soon as they gave their opinion. My automatic reaction to that was, well, they must be right. They Mm -hmm. must always be right because they're more experienced. They know more than me. And actually, I'm not sure my point of view is going to be that much appreciated or is it even valid? So actually, is it even worth offering? And actually, when I reflect on that now, that meant that in some ways, I almost stopped thinking for myself at times Mm -hmm. because I would just think, well, these people who are more important and older than me and more experienced than me are going to figure out the tough stuff or the harder stuff that's not really my job. I'll just go away and kind of do what I then need to do and try and do a good job of that. 
and basically agree with everything they say because isn't that what I'm meant to do? So do you think it disappears then? Sort of, I don't know, when you're five years in, you've been on a, I don't know, a graduate programme or something like that, you've done your first couple of jobs and then this is gone or do you think it can still play a part later on in your career? I think it can still play a part later in your career because it's almost a mindset thing. And so actually, even now, when I've been working for you know, 13, 14 years, I still have certain experiences where, let's say you're leading a team where you might be leading a team with some people in your team who are more experienced than you are. Yeah. And you might think, well, am I too young to, mm-hmm. to be in this role? Or uh, you might want to progress to a role where actually the other candidates that are interviewing for that role are going to be way more experienced than you, but you still feel like actually you could add value in that role. And so actually I think it's something that if it's something that affects you, it, yeah. does, it does stay with you or certainly it has for me. I think it gets more heightened as well if you are the type of person who might... Uh, look to kind of validate yourself by comparing yourself to other people yeah, that's true. because whether and actually whether that that's um you're looking at other people and thinking oh they know more than me which might be that confidence gremlin about not knowing enough or whether it's this one you're thinking well they're, they're older than me they're probably going to be seen as more credible i think if you're that person you're going to start assessing that age gap in a way that probably isn't that helpful whereas i think what's more helpful to you is to say regardless of age this is what I'm great at this is what I know this is how I add value and yes there may be an age difference I've often found I guess with my career that when I've sat on different teams and different leadership teams I've often been the youngest one you know I'm still am today but I don't look at age as a determinant of my value and if I did I'd probably end up thinking I'm not I'm not going to be very good there's just no point doing that I look much more on what can I contribute And actually, if you look at things like reverse mentoring, sometimes being younger, in fact, a lot of time being younger, can have a really big benefit to people. So maybe things with like digital skills and technology skills, the fact that you're younger and that may be more of a native skill set to you can be a real advantage if you know how to use that to create kind of value for yourself at work. I think another challenge can sometimes be this confidence gremlin, and if it is one that you experience, can be reinforced by other people. So you, you can sometimes get feedback, people sort of saying, well, you know, you're still early in your career mm. or you're not experienced enough to do this role. Or you might get feedback on something where maybe you've not been successful in applying for a role and they sort of say, oh, you know, we're going to go with a more experienced candidate. And that can feel really frustrating because basically you can't make yourself older. Yeah, very true. <laughs> and actually, I now really try and avoid ever giving that feedback to somebody because to your point about comparing and contrasting, yes, somebody might have more years of experience, but I think years of experience doesn't necessarily equate to value yeah. or being able to offer value. Somebody with more years of experience might offer more value because of some of the brilliant things they've done. Yeah. And that's, that's absolutely fine. But they are kind of, it's a slight nuance and they are different things. And I remember getting quite frustrated and have been quite frustrated a few times in my career where I've had that kind of feedback of almost just like, oh, you just need to sort of bide your time and get a bit older. And I was like, all right, so just basically you just need to sit, sit and wait. (laughs) And then that that almost kind of grows the gremlin, I think, in your mind a bit. And you think, well, this is a big deal because people are almost telling me that it is a big deal. Whereas actually the reality would have been that I wouldn't have been right for those roles, but not because of my age, but because I maybe hadn't done, done that job I hadn't before, or... delivered a job in a certain way, or maybe hadn't got experience of leading teams of a certain size and needed to do something in interim. So it was, it was just that sometimes as well, people can talk to you in a way where you think, well, actually, maybe this is real and this is actually causing a problem for me in my career. I think that's a, kind of touched on a point that I think is really important for people who might have this is not to be defeatist because if you're thinking 
I feel like I'm too young. I want to do that role or that opportunity. And I've had that feedback that I've not got enough experience. And then you could get into a bit of a cycle then of being a bit defeatist and saying, well, I can't change how old I am. I can't yep. do anything. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. It's all out of my control. It's all out of my control. I don't agree with that at all. I think if you are getting that feedback, and like you say, sometimes it might be valid. I think the really important thing to focus on is, okay, well, how can I evidence that I'm ready? Yep. So it's not about that I'm old enough. I think it's about that I'm ready. And that might lead to you to look at opportunities maybe outside your job. So you might think, well, could I volunteer for something else in work that I can do alongside my job? Could I do something outside of work that can evidence this skill set so that you are able to go back to that kind of feedback that you might be getting, which I don't, I think it's rare that people will come out and say to you, you're too young, but they yeah. might say, look, you just haven't got enough experience yes, yet at that yeah, role yeah. and you might be implying that meaning behind it. But then you can come back and say, well, it might look like that from the role I'm doing at the moment, but let me present you with some of the things that I have done in this job or outside this job that can show that to you. So I think, I do think there's a lot in your control. And if you feel yourself going in that kind of slightly defeatist cycle, it's much more positive for you to think, well, what can I do to prove that experience? And that's sort of the approach that I think is one of the practical bits of advice that I give people in terms of when you're thinking about the roles that you would like to do and you're potentially being held back because you do think I'm too young I'm not really sure but actually you would like to do the job and you think you might be well qualified for that job really um, almost do a bit of a forensic view of what does that job need and what do I have to offer what value do I have to offer and then be very specific about what your strengths are what your experience has been and where you've got that experience from and think about what you could bring to that job that other people couldn't. Because that's ultimately, I think, what you've got to try and be very clear about. I was even talking to some people recently, actually somebody who is very you know, new into her career. And if she applies for this role, she wouldn't be the most experienced person applying for it. She was saying, how's that going to work? And I just said, almost don't worry about it because you can't change that. But what you can talk about is some of the things that you will have that just other people don't. So whether that is, you know, are you a particularly curious person? Can you demonstrate that actually you will bring a load of curiosity into that role in terms of things that are going on elsewhere in other organisations, thought leadership? Are you kind of particularly uh, interested in social media and how that works because you might be more kind of digitally savvy than some of the other people in that team? Have you experienced some ways of working that you could bring with you to that team? So I think really, really think about the value that you add. Somebody once said to me... Um, you kind of you almost don't get paid for your time at work. You get paid for the value that you add. And so therefore, somebody is paying you every day for that value. What, what is it? What is that value? Yeah. And, and are you making sure that you're giving that day in, day out to your organisation so that they're getting their money's worth? Which you kind of go, that's sort of fair enough. Yeah. So in terms of practical things people can do then, so they can't just advance a couple of years onto their, no. onto their birth date, but they can get forensic about their role, yep. um, the role that they want to do, and they can kind of think about what, what value they've got at the moment to bring to that role. They can take a bit more ownership rather than being quite defeatist and think, well, how can I go outside of my current role to maybe fill some of those gaps so I can prove like, evidence that I can yeah. do that job? What else do you think people can do that might have this confidence gremlin that might be getting in their way? I think back to, you mentioned it briefly, this idea of reverse mentoring. Yeah. I think you don't always have to be kind of older to be able to offer people help or volunteer for things or to be able to mentor people. I've seen people do some brilliant mentoring of people on boards who maybe want to learn about kind of digital expertise and actually they've got mentors who are very young in their career or people who just come from a different background or a different context. So I, I would think about 
what other value could you add that's maybe like not directly part of your day-to-day role, which, yeah. which you sort of broadly mentioned? And I think you can do that in loads of different ways. Mentoring might not be the right thing. It might be that even small stuff like think about the things that are the problems that almost your organisation or your team have got that are a bit annoying to solve. Because yeah. I always think <laughs> if you can help solve some of those, even if it is a bit annoying for you along the way, that helps to demonstrate that you have kind of breadth and that you can do more than just your kind of day-to-day role and that you've got the maturity to understand how to make that happen and what that might be. And I think that can be tiny things. Like I've seen people organise like office moves and actually an office move is a load of hassle, a load of, you know, annoying like organisational admin, etc. But if someone sort of puts their hand up for that, and makes that happen and sorts out all the logistics, you've suddenly just demonstrated that you can help facilitate change, you can galvanise loads of people to do what they need to do in a short space of time, you're prepared to do some of the stuff that maybe some other people are not prepared to do, so you're quite resilient. So I think just think about how you can build almost your CV every day, every month, every week, and that doesn't always have to be part of your day job. You just made me think of another idea, actually, which runs a little bit contrary to the thing I said about don't compare yourself to other people is not particularly helpful for you. But I think if you think you're too young for something, so say you're going for a new role and you're looking at the people that would be your peer set in that new role and you think, oh, I'm too young versus them. What is it about those people and how they behave that makes you think that they've got kind of the right level of maturity, let's yeah, say, gravitas, gravitas in, the, in, in their job? Let's not make it about age, but that they're able to have that impact that you think, oh, I'm too young, I don't have it. And I think maybe if you can articulate that, so maybe, maybe it is gravitas, they just got impact when they walk into a room. Maybe it is, well, they know the business inside out. Maybe it's that they've got a really good network across the business. If you can maybe take it away from this concept of age, which is just a bit of an arbitrary thing. If you look at some, look at like people like Mark Zuckerberg, like age shouldn't be this thing that is the determinant of success. But whatever those people have, who you're looking at that you might be comparing yourself to, just try and understand what is it in your mind that makes you think you're too young versus them and if you can get quite specific then that then becomes an action for you to take that you can do something about when you can't do something about your age you can go build your network if you think that's what gives you maturity at that next level you can go and think about how you develop gravitas in different situations and I think thinking about less about age and more about the appropriate level of maturity you need to demonstrate again, is something you can do something about. Yeah, and that then feels just much more actionable and a bit more motivating. The other thing I would say, which is a kind of slightly different nuance to this area, is sometimes where you maybe have been successful in a role and you are a bit worried that you're a bit too young or you maybe have this sort of fear anyway, you can go out of your way to try and prove that's not the case. Yeah, You're like, I'm going to work longer hours than everyone else. I'm going to do more work than everyone else. I'm going to speak in every single meeting. I'm going to dominate every meeting. Just you're sort of constantly proving yourself, often not quite in the right way. Yeah. And I think really think about whether that's something that you that you can recognise in yourself because that's also not the way to demonstrate that you have the maturity that you just talked about. I don't see, personally, I think in the organisations and the cultures we all want to work in, it's not the people who are always working the longest hours. It's not the people who are taking on the 15th projects for that month yeah. who are the people who who are then the most respected and the people who are naturally there to get promoted and progress, etc. Sometimes, actually, you have the opposite effect. You just feel like it's, it's almost either very transparent, you sort of are trying overly yeah. hard, and that doesn't feel very authentic, and people who are not being authentic are harder to spend time with because they're just you can tell they're not being themselves and not being natural. 
And it's sometimes the perception then becomes, well, you know, they can't manage their workload. They've got too much on. They're not ready for they're the next They're not ready, step. they're overloaded. Yeah. So I think just be a bit careful. I, I see that sometimes in people where... And it's really hard to not let yourself fall into that trap because maybe you're suddenly doing a leadership role for the first time and you just feel like, well, I, I couldn't possibly leave the office until every other single person's left. Yeah. And just think about, is that really true? Or is it okay to leave the office and not to be doing four million projects? Is that really the way you want to prove yourself? And actually think about what does it really mean to lead that team? So just don't fall into that trap of trying to prove you're not too young. I need to do more. In, to, by to, just doing more and more yeah. and more. I think and maybe get yourself a mentor, somebody that observes you at work and can give you some really objective feedback on that because you might not even be a parent of the way that some of your behaviours might be influencing your perception if this is yes, a yeah. really big confidence gremlin for you. Sometimes I think it can blind you a little bit to how you might be behaving in certain situations. Yeah, that's good advice. So thank you. I think we've given people lots of different tips around that one. And hopefully you're, if this is a confidence gremlin for you, you're going to be able to kind of move forward with it and do something actionable with it. Don't forget that if you are going to start to work on this confidence gremlin, it might feel a bit uncomfortable. It might feel a bit difficult. That's completely normal. Don't think that you're failing or um, struggling if you're doing that. They're always hard. You're trying to change your own behaviours and your assumptions. But I think just recognise when you're doing things and kind of reward yourself and whatever that looks like for you when you're moving forward with things. It will help you to realise that you are making momentum and you are kind of building and stopping this confidence gremlin from holding you back. And that's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode on I'm Too Young as our Confidence Gremlin of the Week. If you haven't already subscribed, you can catch up on our 10-part series on Confidence Gremlins by subscribing on iTunes. And if you want to find out more about overcoming your Confidence Gremlins, we've also got a book that you can get on Amazon. We would love to hear from you about your ideas for confidence gremlins that maybe you've had and some of the solutions that you've put in place to overcome them and also get your ideas for future podcasts. You can tweet us at amazing underscore if and we'll get back in touch with you. And until the next time, have a great week. Goodbye. Bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.